We thank the Lord God Almighty for the opportunity of a beautiful day that we have and the opportunity of life that he has given to us. But we are not better than the people that are dead. It's not because we are smarter, because we are more careful than those that are dead, because we are holier than them that we are able to see today, but because God has spared our lives individually, collectively. May his name be praised forever in Jesus' name. So as we continue with Colossians chapter 3, we've been talking about Colossians chapter 3. Our pastor had been, had been giving us Colossians. Today we are looking specifically at verse 12, and, verse 12 to 17 of chapter 3. The consecrated temple of the New Testament. The consecrated temple of the New Testament. Let us bow down our heads for prayer. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We thank you for a bright new day. We thank you for all the good things that you have done for us. The Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives your sin, who heals your diseases, who crown your head with tender mercy and loving kindness, that your youth is renewed as the eagles. Lord God, we thank you. And as we come before your presence to worship you, to learn of you, Holy Spirit, we invite you, we pray that you will take perfect control of everything in Jesus' name. As we go into your word, we pray that you will bless every one of us. You will speak to every one of us and all of us together, we will live here blessed of you in Jesus' name. We thank you because you have answered. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 to 17. Put on then as God's chosen one, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all this, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your heart to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your heart to God. Verse 17, and whatsoever, whatever you do in words and deeds, in words or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. May the Lord bless the reading of his words in Jesus' name. A couple of uh, weeks going into, going into Christmas, going into the end of the year in 2022, Pastor Brett, the man of God that God has given to us, has, uh, he gave us a series the God with us series, in which it talked about God, the desire of God to dwell among us. First, the garden of the Lord. In the garden of Eden, we remember the wilderness, tabernacle, the temple in Jerusalem, and then last, 
he talked about the incarnate Christ with the church. In that series of uh, teaching, we saw one thing that cut across the Bible. There are a lot of themes that cut across the Bible. They permeate the flow from the beginning of the Bible to the end. This particular one that we saw here, from what the man of God, you know, you know, gave to us in those series is that God desires to dwell among his people, among us, his people. We are the people of God. We are the people of God in this city. And God's desire is to dwell among us. The garden of the Lord, the intention of God was to dwell among men. The wilderness, tabernacle, the temple in Jerusalem, and then Christ with his church. He said, I will dwell among them. God created us in his own image because he wants to relate with us. That is the purpose of our creation. And that has always been what we will find from the beginning of the Bible to the end. And today's message is flowing out of those teachings. The fact that God wants to dwell among us. I pray that the Almighty God will help us with understanding our heart to understand and our heart to be able to follow him to do his will in our lives in Jesus' name. In one of those teachings, Pastor Brett gave us Exodus chapter 29 verse 46, very important. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God who brought them out of the land of Egypt that I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. That I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. That even the whole story of God bringing them out of Egypt, they were in bondage, and God with his mighty hand, he brought them out. We all know the story. He said, the major reason is because I want to dwell among them. I cannot dwell among them while they were in bondage. I cannot dwell among them in the land of Egypt, while they were in slavery, while they were under the hard labor. But I had to bring them out. Why? Because I want to dwell among them. God's desire to dwell among his people, desire to indwell his people. In Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 26 to 27, he said, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them, and I will set them in their land, and multiply them, and will set my sanctuary in, the midst, in their midst forever. My dwelling place shall be with them, and I will beat their God, and they shall be my people. Also, in 2 Corinthians, in the New Testament, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, he said, What agreement as the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So we see that God created us, human beings, because he wants to relate with us. And for us as his church, for us as his people, for Israel in the New Testament, 
as his people among all the nations of the head, the people that he has chosen, he wants to dwell in their midst. And for us, Snowdon Baptist Church, the desire of God for us is that he will dwell in our midst. And that is the underlining factor of our Christianity. That is the foundation of our Christianity. That is the reason why we are Christians. We are Christians because we are people of God. You are a child of God. I am a child of God. And God wants to dwell in our midst. The Lord will have his dwelling in our midst in Jesus' name. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, he said, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? That same temple that God told them, the tabernacle in the wilderness, the temple in Jerusalem, that God dwells in the temple. He said, Do you not know that ye are God's temple? That the Spirit of God dwells in you. If anyone destroys the destroy god's temple god will destroy him for god's temple is holy and ye are that temple praise the lord and in acts of the apostles chapter 2 verse 1 to 4 we know this story very well the story of the pentecost the descending of the spirit of god when the day of pentecost arrived it sounded like mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterances. The, 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 the verse 1 said, when, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. They were all together in one place means that they were in the same location. But when you look at King James Version, King James Version says that they were all together in one accord, in one place. He said they were together in one accord, in one place. So that it is not just that they were together in the same location, but they were also united in their spirit. They were together in one accord, in one place. That unity of the Spirit provided the platform, the atmosphere for verse 2. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared unto them, and the Spirit of God descended on them. Jesus has already told them, do not start anything before jesus left do not do anything don't preach the gospel don't go about teaching wait in jerusalem until you are endured with the power it is important that you have the presence of god the power of god and then you can go and preach the gospel so this passage that we are looking at today all that we have been talking about is introductory to what we are talking about today. This passage is a continuation of the fourth manifestation from what Pastor Brent explained to us of God with us, in which the Spirit of God receives a consecrated and conducive atmosphere as it indwells us, the New Testament temple. 
we have that temple. The temple in the tabernacle, the garden of the Lord, the garden of Eden, the temple in Jerusalem, that God came down from heaven and indwelled that temple. That same temple, today, you are the temple, I am the temple. The challenge from what we have seen from verse 1 of Colossians chapter 3 up to, the, up to verse 11, it talks about desecrating that temple. It talks about things that we will do that will soil the temple, that will make the temple unconducive for the Spirit of God to dwell in. It talks about anger, wrath. I remember last week when Pastor Brent was teaching in verse 3, I think, he talked about sexual immorality. He talks about division. It talks about different things that will like desecrating the temple, making the temple unconducive to the Spirit of God. And then we take it on from there, the do's and the don'ts of how the temple should look like. What we should not do to the temple of God, our heart, our body, our life, where the Spirit of God indwells. What we should not do and then we are looking at what should we be doing? How should the temple look like for it to be conducive to the Spirit of God? I pray that God will make our lives His temple, His habitation in Jesus' name. Verse 12 talks about righteousness. Verse 13 talks about forgiveness. Verse 14 talks about love. 15 talks about guiding your heart. And then 16 and 17 abiding in the word of God. We move on quickly because of our time. In verse 12, it says, put on then as God's chosen one, holy and beloved, compassionate heart, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Put on then as God's chosen one, holy and beloved. As God's chosen one, holy and beloved, is not the main it's not the main, the people that read grammar, it's not the main sentence. It's just part, it's just to, to qualify, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not able to explain the grammar very well. The major one is the one in white. Put on then compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Those are things that should be in the temple for the Spirit of God. Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. But then, as God's chosen one, holy and beloved, is telling us that we are chosen by God. We are chosen by God. In the city of Montreal where we are, the people that we work with, the people that we live with, that they don't know the Lord, and we do, the difference between us and them is because we are chosen by God. As God chose Israel, God has chosen you to be his temple. God has chosen me to be his temple. We are chosen. When they do election, candidates will present themselves, right? And then we will go and vote. When we are voting, we are choosing I'm making my choice. I'm choosing. It is not because 
Maybe he campaigned or maybe whatever, but it is my choice that I choose him. So also it is God's choice that God has chosen me and God has chosen you and God has chosen us collectively as Snowdon Baptist Church. It is God's choice. Holy, the holiness. People ask the question, how can we be holy? It is God that has made us holy. It is not part of what we will do or what we can do or what we will achieve or what we can achieve. Just like the choice, God chose us. God made us holy. And God made us beloved. You love your daughter. You love your, 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 your son, your baby that you gave birth to. Not because that baby did anything to get that love, but because you love that baby. So also God made us beloved. God made us holy. God made us chosen. But we are to put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Christians are the chosen ones. We are living saints by faith in Christ Jesus. We are saints living. There are saints that are dead, but we are living saints in the places where we are found. And we are specially beloved of God. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 37, he said, And because he loved your fathers, because God loved them, he loved your father and chose their offspring after them and brought you out of Egypt with his own presence, with his great power. Because God loved your fathers. It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love upon you and chose you. For you were the fewest of all people. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out of, with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery and from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So that the love of God that we, that come to us, just like that love of a father, a mother to a, a, a little child that we give back to, is the kind of love we get from God, from being children of God. That love comes to us. Not because we have done anything to merit it or we can do anything, but because that love is just now, it flows from God unto us. We move on quickly in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. He said, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are holy. We are a chosen race, a chosen nation that God has chosen and has decided to shower his love on us. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. And to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. These are conditions that come to us by virtue of our belonging to Christ Jesus. See what kind of love the Father has given unto us. First John chapter 3, verse 1 to 3, that we should be called children of God. It, it, it comes to us the love of God. We it's like it's bestowed upon us. And so we are. 
The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who does hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Now, having inherited that love, it says that love is unthinkable. That love is unfathomable. It's something we cannot even imagine. The kind of love that God the Father has bestowed on us. What we do is that we need to be conscious of what we have. We need to be conscious of it wherever we go. Everyone that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Given that you, are, you have received that holiness, the love, and we are God's choice, we are to put on, just like we are putting on clothes, we are to put on compassionate hearts. Consecrating the temple, the, our heart for the Spirit of God, we have to put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility. There should be nothing like pride. Pride has no room. Pride will desecrate the temple. Humility, meekness, and patience. This is what should characterize our daily living as if we are putting on clothes. As we put on clothes, spiritually we are putting on compassionate heart. We should have that compassionate heart. We should have the kindness. We should have the humility. We should have the patience. He said no, in verse 13, bearing with one another and if one has complained against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so also, so you also must forgive. Forgiveness continues to come up again and again and again. We should be people that forgive. We should be people easy to let go. Yeah, me, myself, I will not, I can't bear what this person has done to me. But because I have the Spirit of God in me, but because the Spirit of God is inside of me, obligation is on me to let go. To let go as if the way I want God to forgive me. I have to let go. If I refuse to let go, unforgiving spirit is a spirit. It's a demon spirit. It's an evil spirit. Unforgiven spirit will not stay in the same temple with the spirit of God. Because of that, I have to let go. Above all, First Peter chapter four verse eight: Keep the loving one, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers multitude of sin. Jesus Christ says that there will be offenses as we inter interrelate with one another. There will be offenses. There will be. It will come. And as they are coming, we should continue to forgive. We should continue to clean up. It's, it's, it's something that means we have to clean up. We have to live a life conscious of the fact that I am a carrier of the presence of God. I am a carrier of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God indwells me, indwells you. And as a result of that, unforgiving spirit does not have room in my life. Luke chapter 17, verse 3 to 4. Pay attention to one another. Take it to one another. If your brother sin, rebuke him. 
And if you repent, forgive him. And if he sins again seven times in a day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive. You must forgive. So that forgiveness is part of our lives as we are Christians, as we are in this world preparing, making our lives a temple for the Spirit of God, for God Almighty in our little corner, wherever we are found. Forgiveness is, 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 is just natural to us. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Verse 14, love. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Above all these things, put on love. He said we should also wear love. Love, when we talk of love, we're talking again, I say we're talking about sacrificial giving. Giving when, in the world, the principle of the world is nothing goes for nothing, right? I do something because I'm going to get a rewarded from it. If I'm not going to get anything from it, I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to spend my time, spend my resources on it. But in the kingdom of God, it is the other way. You give sacrificially. You give to that, you help that person without the person can do nothing about it to recompense me, to repay me back. That is the sacrificial love. That is the agape love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And that is the love that we are called upon to live, to put on. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. In First John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Let us love one another. For love comes from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows. And anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So it becomes what the temple of God must display. It's the carpet that we must use to overlay the whole temple of God. It's the decoration that makes the temple conducive to the Spirit of God. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love that we, not that we have loved God, but that disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well ask him which commandment is the most important of all Jesus answered the most important is hear who is read the Lord our God the Lord is one Lord also said it in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 and 5 and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and with all your strength this the second is this you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. That is the summary. God rule in your heart. To thee, wish also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Guard your heart. Things that have to do with sin, lust, worry, anxiety, they will want to come. But we have to guide our hearts. 
we had to put put guidance. You will not enter. You have no space. Anger, wrath, malice, immorality, evil desire. They will want to come. The enemy will want them to penetrate defense. But we have to live with consciousness that these things will not come and desecrate the temple of God, which is my heart. Division, disunity. This does not belong to my, my class. This thanksgiving, Psalms, and saying that the, our heart is the place for him. Our heart is the place for the Spirit of The Spirit of God will depart. And when the Spirit of God enters into our heart, those guys too, they have to depart. And as we had the temple of God, we remember, remember also one of those ones that Pastor Brent gave showed to us several, I think maybe last year or two years ago, the temple of God and then the spirit of God, the presence of God descending into the temple. And then by the time they brought strange God into the temple, they saw the temple, the spirit of God, the, temp, the presence of God departing from the temple. The presence of God cannot stay in the temple with all these things they cannot work together. They is either one or the other. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. We move on quickly. Abiding in the word of God. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. That is also the decorations of the temple. The word of God. Singing. We should be people living in praises every day of our lives. Praising God, praising God in our hearts. That makes the Spirit of God to come and dwell in us. He said unto Joshua, we remember Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, when Joshua was called and commissioned, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. When we meditate on the word of God, day and night, yes, the spirit of God has an atmosphere that is conducive for him to dwell. You shall meditate on it day and night, says, so that ye may be careful to, careful to do according to all that is written therein. He said, be careful, make sure you obey. You meditate, you read, meditate, and you obey to do it. For then you will make your ways prosperous, and then you will have good success. The word of God is coming unto us today. This is what we have to do as individuals. This is what we have to do as a church to make our lives worthy of the presence of God. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. It is good that we are a Christian community. But then beyond being a Christian community, we need God to be part of our community. We need God to be part of our lives. The Lord will do it for us in Jesus' name. And whatsoever ye do in word and in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So everything we do, we should do it with the heart of thanksgiving. We should see God in our walking, in our daily, daily lives, in everything we do. Whether you are working in your office, in your place of work, or you are buying something in the market, or relating in your family, 
we should see God in everything we do because the Spirit of God is involved. As you are involved, you are the presence of God in that place, in that location, in that situation. We should see God whatsoever we do in word or in our actions, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and to our Father. The whole world may be upside down. It does not matter. People may be thinking, people may be doing whatever they like. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you are the temple of God. You are the one that is chosen. They are not. No problem about them. You are the one that is chosen. You are the one that is beloved. And you are the one that is the carrier of the Spirit of God, of the presence of God. What God desire and designed from the beginning, from the Garden of Eden, to relate with man, we had the one to, to make it happen, to make it happen in our life, giving thanks to God in everything that we do. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I pray that the Lord God of heaven will make our lives to be what he wants us to be in Jesus' name. Let's bow down our heads for prayers. Let's pray and talk to God and say, Father, make my life, make my life the habitation of your presence. Make my life and my heart the habitation of your presence in the mighty name of Jesus. Make my life to be the habitation of your presence and the presence of your spirit. Make our church, make our church, make our church a place, a dwelling place for your presence and for your power. Open your mouth and declare it. Father Lord, make our church the dwelling place of your presence and your power. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you.